and welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Nicole and today I'm joined by some brilliant members of the Giraffe team. We have social media manager Laura. Hello. Social media manager Tyler. Hello. And social media assistant Chloe. Hi. So today's group chat episode is all about top tips for social media reach. This is actually the third installment in our social media top tips series. So if you haven't already, please check out the other episodes on top tips for driving social media conversions and social media growth. But enough about all of that. Today's episode, we will be chatting all about social media reach and how you can increase your brand awareness on social media. Firstly, I think it's pretty important to clarify why social media reach is important. So whenever we refer to social media reach or impressions, we are basically talking about the amount of people who have viewed that post, whether it's organic or paid. So if you're looking to increase brand awareness and just the amount of eyes that are on your brand, you probably want to increase social media reach. Um, A high amount of reach could indicate a strong reaction from an audience who may not usually interact with. So it could allow you to increase your followers drive new traffic to your website, or even increase sales. So more eyes mean more possibilities, essentially. Social media reach is great. So how do we go about increasing social media reach? Chloe, did you want to start us off with some top tips for organic reach? Of course, I would love to. Uh, (laughs) Something that I think everyone knows about but potentially is not sure how to utilize when we're talking about reach is hashtags. Mm. Um, And they're really great because they're a completely free tool for you to use that can really boost your engagement, um, you know, anywhere upwards of like 500 likes, that kind of thing. So you can gain followers from them as well, but I guess there's something that's completely free for you to use. All you need to do is a little bit of research and um, yeah, that engagement can kind of go through the roof sometimes. Um, I think the most important thing to keep in mind with hashtags is that you do need to do a little bit of research um, to, you know, get them to work really effectively. I think best practice is to use around 30 um, and you can post them in your caption. You can post them in your first comment. Instagram really doesn't have a preference. So whatever you think looks cleaner will always work. Um, but I recommend finding, you know, 10 to 15 that are industry-based, um, a few niche ones, and then, of course, ones that kind of reflect the content that you're posting that day. So if you can create kind of a little Word document with a few different sets of hashtags that you can kind of copy and paste across all your posts, that's all you need. And you don't need to do any further work once you've done that. And maybe you can refresh it every couple of weeks. Um, but I guess the reason they're really great is that one, um, obviously they make your posts more discoverable, but they're also great, um, for building that community. So as we're going to go into soon with community management, if you're searching hashtags that are very relevant to your brand, you're also finding users um, that way and you can engage with them and that way you're becoming more discoverable um, and likewise I know a lot of people myself included I like to have a little surf across um, hashtags <laughs> and I find a lot of new users that way and whether or not people follow you you know it's not guaranteed but you're definitely more likely to gain those likes and things It's also a great thing to keep in mind is using branded hashtags. So if that's, um, you know, brands like Misguided use hashtags to find user-generated content and those have kind of in themselves become 
kind of iconic, you know, Babes with Misguided is something that I'm pretty sure everyone uses in a post where they're wearing that brand. Um, but you can also just have them as competitions or just general posting like Kit Kat, for example, has take a break um, and they will use that in all those posts. And I'm sure people who have Kit Kat will do the same. So a lot of aspects there to cover with um hashtags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, hashtags are kind of like the pinnacle of social media if you like like you think about um social media and you think of hashtags and and all of those different types of things particularly on instagram i was thinking like to myself the other day like do i really use hashtags you know when i'm searching for content but i think i do like when i'm looking for certain um outfit inspo for example i will just search like hashtag zara or like hashtag outfit of the day like i do still use those things and i don't know how well the posts that I see come from that because they're such huge hashtags obviously um which is why like like you said Chloe using a combination of maybe larger ones and niche ones are better but I definitely think I still use them myself to search what about what about you guys do you use them or never I use them certainly I guess from a personal perspective I'm like Unicole if I ever kind of don't want to use Pinterest and I'm just on Instagram and need some inspiration I'll search them up um, and find new accounts and just post in general and I guess from a social media manager perspective as well like even this isn't necessarily to do with reach but if you're struggling for content ideas searching those industry related hashtags can really give you the inspiration you can look at what's trending and what other people are doing that performs really well so I'm a big fan of hashtags (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I'm the same really I think I don't use them often then I don't search for hashtags that often but I think when I do I've I would say it's predominantly, like you say, Nicole, outfit inspo, anything like that. But yeah, as as a social media manager, I think I predominantly use them to search for any relevant hashtags that I think might fit any clients of mine or any new hashtags, sort of see the whether they're niche hashtags or more broad hashtag, um, content inspo. So yeah, I think... I do think there's so much you can do with a hashtag and that you can find from a hashtag as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, there are lots of tools to uh, look for hashtags, right? I know there are lots of websites where you can find the best trending hashtags for different industries. So I think those are really cool. I think a lot of the time, though, I don't know about you guys have had this, but clients are like, are these hashtags even doing anything? You know, like, what, what, why are we using them? Like, how do we know if they're working or not? Which I think is a totally fair point. <laughs> um, but I mean, you can look on your insights on Instagram and see different hashtags, like where people have come from. If that's quite low, then maybe you're not using the right types of hashtags. If it's quite high, then maybe try a few posts where you just use one or two and like find the one that's really working. Um, I know on a bunch of like scheduling softwares and those types of tools, you can sort of do a roundup of the hashtags that are performing best on your feed. So it's definitely worth exploring and testing, I'd say, more than anything else. Just try out different ones and see what works. Tyler, do you have any hashtag thoughts? (laughs) I would probably agree with everyone. I think from a definitely a social media manager perspective, I use hashtags all the time to, like Laura said, search for specific kinds of hashtags or to see, you know, is this specific hashtag getting a lot of reach and a lot of engagement on other posts and will it kind of work with, you know, the client that I'm working with? Um, so yeah, 100% hashtags, they've got all the power. 
(laughs) so I definitely recommend anyone to use them and do you use them yourself like when you're just on Instagram Twitter how often do you use hashtags in like a personal capacity not really um Mm. I think it's more because I don't even know why I don't use them personally if I'm honest um but no not really no it's all kind of just anytime I'm looking for for a client specifically then I will look at certain things but mm. I think that's probably something to keep in mind is like it's all well and good using all these different types of hashtags to try and find people but like mm. how many people are actually searching that hashtag so like try and make them realistic if you like um so that people will actually be finding them but there definitely is sort of a secret power to them um but that's all you know organic reach which is probably the hardest one <laughs> i would say um so laura did you want to talk to us a little bit about sort of paid reach and how you can um increase that yeah definitely so the reach objective on any sort of paid advertising campaign obviously maximizes the number of people who will see your ads and how often they see them so this is a great objective if you want to increase brand awareness and ultimately increase trust um, amongst your target audiences so see sort of the more um, your target audience sees an ad from you maybe the more they'll sort of think oh I've seen this brand before and then they start to get to know you and then you can sort of take them down that that sort of buyer journey and that marketing funnel I would say the best way to utilize reach is to use it within a promoted post so have the objective as reach when you're boosting any organic posts because this way you can you can share the amazing content with so many different people and I think you can also sort of test things out so you can use a reach objective with an engagement objective so you're not sort of compromising on engagement on posts but you're still putting them out there getting people to see see the content that you've created and again sort of gain that interest of the brand Um, and I think from that you can then sort of check out the data as well and perhaps take some learnings from it to inform your strategy going forward so you might look at sort of the age um, that your ad's reaching or you know the gender that your ad's reaching and then you can sort of learn I mean see that Facebook's algorithm is incredible so it's continuously trying to deliver your ads to to the best people I do think with a reach objective it's important to take take a look back at that data try and figure out what it's telling you um, so that it can help you develop a strategy um, for your brand or for your client's brand yeah yeah totally I mean we always talk about the marketing funnel right like that is just the first stage it's getting your brand out there to as many people as possible and then once you've done that you can then like you said narrow it down look at the different demographics and maybe try out different audiences so I think just having that in like at the back of your mind just the fact that starting off with a reach objective I think is really important um so and I definitely recommend like you said Laura sort of promoting posts just giving certain posts a boost to see what happens with different audiences you know if you're trying out a new post um you know take that take that post and send it out to the world you know with a with a budget behind it and see what happens I think just testing out different things is so key when it comes to reach and then once you've got that that's where you start thinking about engagement or sales or traffic like you just go from there right um so you're completely right yeah definitely okay well 
that's good for paid reach, which is obviously super important and has a lot of benefits. I'd say it's, you know, obviously the cheaper option for uh, getting reach. I think getting reach on, on Facebook or, or Twitter or anything like that reach is a really good one to use. It's quite a nice objective because you really are just sending it to as many people as you can. Uh, but going back to the organic side of things, I think organic reach is sometimes more quality because you've done it yourself and you've done a little bit of additional research there. Um, so Tyler, do you want to talk to us a little bit about sort of how you can work on that organic reach sort of as a strategy? Like, you know, how do you work on that over time and what do you learn? Yeah, definitely. I would probably say the number one thing to think about when it comes to um, organic reach and kind of increasing your organic reach as much as possible, I think would be to post as consistently as possible. Um, you know, having that interaction with also when it comes to, as Chloe mentioned, community management and having that interaction with your like customers and target audience and consistently posting on your grid and keeping, you know, a consistent image and everything behind your brand is one of the most important ways that you can increase that organic reach. Um, I think it also allows you to appear more, I don't want to say genuine as a brand, but, you know, people have a lot more trust and faith in a brand that is has a voice and has an image across social media. And therefore, you'll be able to using hashtags in turn with your content, um, reach more people organically in that sense, as well as posting stories. Um, you know, when you post something maybe on your grid, it might not necessarily reach as many people as you want it to. And posting a story after you've posted, um, an organic post and put that image out there, um, it will help you to reach more people. And, you know, it might not necessarily show up on people's feed or, you know, how the Instagram algorithm can work and it can change consistently. So, Posting a story and also promoting that on your stories can also be a massive, massive help when it comes to reaching more people organically, um, as well as maybe even like looking at trends and investigating certain things that are working well within the industry. You know, memes have been a massive thing that have been going around recently and people have been using them and tapping into that kind of market when it comes to knowing what people are enjoying and liking at the moment with organic content um, will definitely help you in in reaching more people. So yeah, I would definitely say there's a whole number of ways that you can do it, um, but definitely ensuring that you're consistently posting on your feed, um, using community management to interact with people and showing them that you as a brand are out there and you're a part of you know the industry, as well as posting on stories um, and then obviously, you know, looking at certain trends within the industry and making sure that you are keeping updated and keeping on top of them and yeah, just creating as much content as possible, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, how often do you see a meme and then the next day it's everywhere? Like you can't get away from it. Like every brand has posted about it. It is all over the place. And like you want to be that person. Like you want to be part of that conversation. When you see a meme everywhere, you want to be early enough that it's trending, that people find it funny, <laughs> essentially. Um, but, you know, you want to be part of that conversation as soon as possible. Uh, I think that's why memes in particular work so well, because they're just favoured by the algorithm, because so many people are liking them and retweeting them. And you just get part of that cycle, you know, of things being shared. So that in particular, I think is is really key. Um, and you said stories as well. Like, I remember, I don't know if people still do this now, but people would like secretly make a location in a story, like really, really small and try and hide it to try see if that would help increase reach. Even hashtags, like they'd make them really, really small, or, like change the font color so you couldn't see it. Like all those little tricks. 
I don't know if any of you guys have, have done that recently, but I know that was quite a big thing a few years ago as well to try and increase the reach of stories, um, particularly because stories are so, you know, important now. Um, yeah. Doing that is really important. I don't know. Have any of you guys done that recently? Is that not needed anymore? I have. I've got to say, I've not, not necessarily for um, like brands that I manage, but I know like personally, I'll mm. do that. Um, I can't say it necessarily improved the reach of my stories, but I know that like if I'm, I don't know, posting like a photo where I have like I'm wearing a brand or like I have a drink from somewhere, like I'll tag the brand because they're more likely to see your story than they are your post, like within mm. the millions that they get tagged in. Um, but yeah, I think post uh, stories are great, especially like sponsored stories because you're taking up the entire screen, like that person's mm. screen, whereas they can easily like scroll past you in the feed. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the speed that I go through on my stories now. I'm just like <laughs> clicking through. But you're right, Chloe. I like the idea of that. Like you are taking up the whole screen. You have the whole screen to play with. Like make it as exciting as you can. Um, obviously, we've talked about stories quite a lot in the past, but I think they're great. And I think they really help in organic reach as well. And just like I talk about algorithms a lot, but I really do think once you post and you post a story as well, like it just works. Um, I think that's really important to include. And then hashtags as well, like... There are loads of, like, Throwback Friday. Is it Throwback? Oh, my God, is that wrong? Is it Throwback Thursday? Throwback Thursday Thursday Flashback Friday. There we go. (laughs) Same thing, different hashtag. But, like, there are so many things like that that it's kind of a meme to say that, but I still use them. (laughs) Like, I still use those hashtags. And I think, like you said earlier, Chloe, like, even if you're struggling for content, like, that kind of stuff, just getting in on a popular hashtag helps you know and not only does it give you ideas but also could help increase your reach so i think that's really important i think like there's no denying getting reach can be hard sometimes because all the social media platforms are filled with everyone like us trying to infiltrate different audiences but i think these sort of hacks in particular are really good and as we mentioned there are lots of tools as well to try and to try and help that so if you have all three of these together then hopefully you stumble upon the the magic ingredient you know if you've got paid ads you've got a really good social media strategy perhaps working with a social media agency like us or just using (laughs) hashtags in your posts I think those are really useful I think all of those things together are really important and also something we haven't mentioned yet is like video content which I think we all know is like just key (laughs) uh video content across any platform in particular instagram is super important um i know reels have been around for what at least a year now maybe even longer um but i still think instagram are pushing it um as they should you know i mean tiktok is is the best and i won't even get into tiktok reach uh on this episode because i feel like that's a whole other beast um that we're all still trying to figure out like it's so crazy but instagram reels i think are interesting i think we're at a time where instagram are trying to push that so if you can get involved in that trend like we said before you see a meme you see it everywhere i think instagram reels are trying to do the same thing um because chloe i know i remember was it like your first reel ever that you posted just like completely blew up not my first reel, but one of the first. And I mm. think I, I posted it when reels had kind of just come out. So Instagram mm. was really just putting everything they had into it. Mm. Um, 
And to be honest, it wasn't even that good of a reel, but um, it ended up being I disagree. Like, I disagree. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I mean, I've, I've posted much better since then that I haven't done anywhere near as well, but I think the fact that I kind of jumped on it early, yeah. I think it gained over like a million views, which wow. is crazy numbers. Um, but I think it's cool that you mentioned it because it's not just reels at the moment. I think, you know, like Twitter's coming out with like these audio mm. rooms and stuff, but I think jumping on these uh, new features that like platforms put out early is really key to kind mm. of gaining that extra reach because they push it so hard. I mean, everyone's trying to compete with TikTok and I guess Clubhouse mm. as well. So whenever a new feature comes out on kind of a mainstream platform, I think getting on that early is really crucial to kind of helping you gain some new followers and reach brand new eyes because they really do just like <laughs> pump them mm. out. So. Mm. yeah definitely I mean I don't know what about you Tyler do you do you watch Instagram reels just because I've just called you out there but it's just it's just a question I have for you <laughs> sometimes to be fair like if I'm yeah. scrolling through the explore page by the off chance that I'm actually on there then yeah I will I will have a look at them but they're not nearly as like attention grabbing and engaging as TikTok like I don't know what it is because it's pretty much the same kind of video content on Instagram as it is in, on TikTok. But TikTok, I can sit for hours scrolling through. Whereas Instagram Reels, I think because you have to physically go and find them, it's a lot different. Like you have to move off of your homepage. You've got to go to the explore page and you've got to like click on it and then scroll through it. And it's completely like randomized most of the time. And I look at them and I'll watch them, but I'll spend like 10, 15 minutes and then I'll be like, okay like it's not grabbing my attention enough moving on to the next thing so I think they can be really useful when it comes to like Chloe said if you jump on it early enough and you're on it like when that kind of feature comes out then it's it's amazing and it can have such great power but it also kind of depends on the content that you're producing I think as well when it comes to video content um and making sure that it's of like a high quality and it's relevant to your audience and you know going back to posting regularly and all of those kind of things um, when it comes to obviously video content being some of the best content that is around at the moment and the kind of content that people will engage with a lot more. Um, I think when you create a reel, it's, you know, it's important for you to just consider all aspects and ensure that it's like of the highest quality. Um, so yeah, I definitely look yeah. at them, but maybe not as much as I should be. Mm, totally I mean that's that is also a whole other episode in itself sort of like Instagram reels versus TikTok I think it's super interesting I'd love to hear all of your thoughts about maybe why it's not as engaging as TikTok like maybe it's just the fact that it is a different platform like you don't go onto Instagram for that yet anyway um I think it's quite interesting and like you said at the moment it's kind of the same content on both so why is it not as grabbing I don't know stay tuned for that episode I'm sure soon because I think that's really interesting um but Laura I mean have you had any sort of experiences where video has had way more reach I mean obviously you can do a video views campaign which is you know about getting views on that video but if you put it through a reach objective first and just get that out there I'd say that's probably one of the most important things I don't know what do you think yeah definitely I've seen um mainly promoted posts so promoted video posts generally gain a lot more reach and I do think that's probably because video content is favored favored by all the platforms so generally it just it just seems to outperform any single image um content um so I think that is something 
I think we've probably all sort of learned over our times of being a social media manager is, is if you can sort of condense any information or any content down into short form video, it's probably going to do better than what it would do otherwise. Um, and I think the, the platforms now are really clever in that um, when you're scrolling, videos automatically play. So you literally don't have to do anything and it's already playing. So yeah so yeah like that never used to be a thing no like how crazy is that now we just scroll through we're so used to it just playing but back in the day you had to click play you had to have a thumbnail you know you had to yeah Yeah. it's it's quite funny isn't it i think um a bit of a side topic obviously on youtube back in the day like those crazy thumbnails were like such like an important part of like grabbing someone's attention but now even on youtube like on a desktop or laptop or something if you scroll if you hover over a video thumbnail it starts playing the video so like i don't know how important those thumbnails are these days because it's just the the video footage itself that's grabbing you in so it's that's a, a great point Laura I think that's super interesting that we're just so used to like everything needs to grab you everything's moving so thinking about the even the first like shot of your video you know what is that is that going to grab people I I've think that's seen a, a lot of people um now that you mentioned it it's kind of sprung to mind I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it but perhaps on Facebook feeds or um Instagram explore you'll see this video with like this crazy like first kind of image, like someone's like chopped their finger off or their eyeballs coming out, but the video kind of has nothing to do with that. So what they've done is created that thumbnail to kind of draw you in and then you're already watching it. So you kind of can't scroll away. So Mm -hmm. video clickbait. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's very cheeky, but it works. (laughs) So, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm all for it. <laughs> Make it clickbaity. As long as it's not spammy, then I think it still works. Thank you all guys for all of your thoughts today. I think it's been very, very interesting to hear from you. And thank you to everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We've already teased a few topics, uh, so definitely stay tuned for those. You can connect with us on all major social channels and let us know what you thought about today's episode and if you have any other tips for increasing your social media reach. We've been Draft Social Media. You've been amazing. We'll see you next time.